Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Attention brokers, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country, AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, J.P. Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. Today, I have my good buddy, Cameron Harper, California Mortgage Lending. What's up, man? Not much, just uh, trying to survive. Uh, drinking a lot of coffee these days. Got uh, yep. two kids under two and a half. Kind of enjoying the, enjoying the slowdown a little bit. Are they all walking? <laughs> there's a four month old he's not walking yet all right. all right so i'm just wondering if i'm gonna see a couple kids you know run behind me i mean i remember when i uh when i uh when we had our first kid and i was working i was working at wells fargo i remember at the time but we never did like daycare right so right. my wife's running out i'm i'm running and i'm telling you man it used to help get deals done like oh listen i have my one-year-old or whatever like Oh, how sweet. Boom. You know, instant connection. That's all we can talk about a little bit. But I'm telling you, man, having kids makes you work harder, number one. And number two, people are like more prone to help you out sometimes because they get it, you know? I, it's it's funny. Um, I started my career in a refi shop and my sales manager would tell a story of a woman that he used to uh, manage. And to create a sense of urgency with our refinance, you know, get the appraisal ordered, rate locked, documents in. She would tell her clients kind of a white lie. You know, oh, yeah. I'm I'm pregnant. Uh, my due date's in three weeks. Let's try to get this done before you know I take uh, maternity leave. And yeah. uh, for several years, she was <laughs> always three weeks from uh, from her due date. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and yeah. only probably had one kid. You know, over three years, whatever. You yeah. know, it is what it is. People, yeah. people like that, and that's why our business is all relationships, which we'll get into, and all that good stuff. But um, well, number one. Uh, California Mortgage Lending. I mean, that's a great name to be able to get that one. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. I uh, I always had the idea of wanting just a very generic name, but was very clear on, you know, what I do. And searching around for a few names, you know, I'm California. I'm only licensed in California. Yeah. Uh, four or five generations, California. I don't plan on ever leaving. Like a lot of people say they're leaving California. I'm not leaving. But nice. There was another broker who had the name and for whatever reason, let it expire back in, I think, 2012. And so I, yeah, I swooped up. Uh, I'm actually a DBA of Best Equity, uh, Joseph Feinhandler, who I think you know, JP, right in San Diego. Um, So it's a DBA, but yeah, really cool name. I'm only licensed in California for the time being, don't plan on expanding my footprint. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of the background there. Yeah, I mean, that hyper, I forget who I was listening to, but like that hyper local, I mean, California's huge, you do them everywhere, but 
that hyper local, man, if you can figure out just in that small area, like you can live off of that, you know, for yeah. real, you know? Um, and what's kind of cool is, you know, the mortgage industry, you got a lot of people probably leaving. Right. And I keep telling my team, I'm like, Hey, we're doing the right things. Stay with it. Stay with it. Cause people are going to leave. We're going to eat it up. Same with California. Everyone's leaving, but you're like, yo, I'm going to stay. And then those people usually win, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know there's there's been kind of a viral post going around social media that 60,000 real estate agents have left the business yeah. in the last year. And I don't know if we have data on on from NMLS, but I've been hearing numbers uh, 30 to 35 percent didn't renew their license, uh, you know, for heading mortgage? into 2023. For mortgage, you're, you're hearing a realtor. OK. Yeah, no. Uh, from on the mortgage side, I think it's 30 to 35 percent. And that was uh, at the end of 2022, renewing for this year, 2023. And Unfortunately, sadly, uh, that number's probably only increased because it, it's a tough market. Um, you know, everyone's yeah. leaving California. Everyone's leaving California. Well, <laughs> talk to uh, someone trying to buy a house in California. You know, I'm in San Diego. We have in San Diego County, there are 3 million people and there's 27 home, 2,700 homes for sale. That's wow. condos detached. So, you know, you do the math and yeah. it's tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, to how you're uh, uh, doing with that and how you're combating it. But definitely want to give everyone an idea of how you got into the industry. Uh, so take us, man, because uh, take us from when, you know, went to college, what you did after that. Why'd you get into the business? Take me on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of our colleagues kind of stumbled into mortgages, kind of got in by accident. And then, yeah. you know, once you're in, you can't leave. Uh I, on the other hand, uh, always knew that I wanted to work in finance, real estate, sales. Uh, numbers come extremely naturally for me. Math is my strong point. I studied economics. I have a got my degree at San Diego State, go Aztecs, uh, in economics. And um, at the time, I graduated in 2008, May of 2008. Great, great time to graduate. At the time, I thought I was going to get into a maybe do some consulting for a real estate firm that was uh, for a fee, helping folks renegotiate their property tax bill. Uh, in California, property taxes are based on the uh, home value or when you buy the house. But if it drops, you know, we're helping people lower their property taxes. Yep. Um, then, you know, being economic supply and demand, uh, loan modification is really big. So there was a, a mortgage brokerage shop down the street from my uh, house that had an opening for a loan mod consultant. So I went in there and interviewed and everything went great. Uh, but he had just hired a loan modification consultant that morning. And so he says, good news, bad news. Um, and I already had this spot filled, but are you open to being a loan officer? And I, I knew what it was about. And I, you know, commission only. Mm -hmm. And I said, great. Yeah. You know, when can I start? And I was, I think at the time, the only uh, loan officer he had ever hired in just one interview. Um, he's actually a fellow broker, uh, cool. Cornell with Global Equity Finance. Cornell, if you're watching. Hi. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I've, through my career, had a few different stops, you know, always, you know, looking for the next uh, best thing and a business model that fits my book of business, but mm -hmm. it's a small industry, as you know, and so I've never burned a bridge. I can, I'm friends uh, to this day with all my past bosses, and I think that's really big in business and life, you know, ne never burn a bridge. You don't know what the future holds. Yeah, I'm a big fan, never burning bridges, man, especially with, uh, uh, I mean, it's funny, like the mortgage world, even though it's nationwide, like everyone still knows everyone, which is crazy. And if yep. we're going back to hyper local, you burn one bridge, man, it's like a disease. It just spreads. And then, yep. you know, whisper down the lane, even though you may have been right, whatever it is, you, you know, 
So I'm a yeah. big fan of that because when you break it down, like who cares anyway? You know, like nothing. Everyone wants it, everything to go well. There's no bad blood. I'm in the same boat as you, man. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So you went through a couple different spots. You told us the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the start was at Global Equity Finance. Uh, it was our uh, refi shop, and I, you know, cut my teeth. It was nice because I was taking inbound calls, which allowed me to see tons of scenarios uh, in a much quicker, you know, shorter time period. Instead of going, you know, boots on the ground purchase business, I saw hundreds of scenarios, talking to hundreds of borrowers a week, and so my learning curve was just that much uh, quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in high school and college, I played a lot of online poker, kind of paid my way through college doing that. And same thing, online poker, you could play four or five tournaments at once and the hands are dealt that much quicker. So in one year of playing online poker, I, I saw as many hands as someone that maybe took 10 years to play the old fashion way live. Same thing with loans. So I did the refi uh, thing for a few years and then uh, joining various communities and things like that. I kind of saw that for longevity, at least in my opinion, and what I wanted to do, uh, focus on purchases. Refis are there. It's the low-hanging fruit when it's there, but purchase business for longevity, in my opinion, um, purchase business. So I moved to a lender that was more purchase focused, and um, and then it was uh, February of 19. So we're four and a half years. I've been an independent broker for four and a half years, although when I first started in the refi shop, we were a broker as well. And uh, but yeah, California mortgage lending, four and a half years. Yeah, it's February of uh, nineteen. Yeah, I mean that's basically when we opened up our shop. Is to, I mean it, it came about the end of two thousand eighteen, but first loan, I think was February nineteen. Cool. That, if yeah, right yeah, two thousand nineteen is when we started. So yeah, I mean we saw uh, uh, kind of the writing in the wall. I remember like two thousand seventeen ish. Cause that was a weird time with, with rates as well. I think if I'm remembering, yeah. it was yep. kind of fluctuating and, and I just saw like, I need to control this. I'm hyper local. I deal with friends and family. I know where all this fluff's going and I'm like, and no one's helping me. I already have my own brand. So I was yeah. like, I need to control it the best I can. So yeah, you were a part, I kind of call this part that uh, these group that started in 1819 of like that second wave of that new rush of brokers. And now we're helping, like you probably are helping a lot of new people even get into the broker game, you know? I am, yeah. I'm, I've taken a couple guys under my wing with no no monetary, uh, yeah. you know, not, nothing in it monetarily for me. Uh, a couple guys over from retail, and they're all echoing the same thing. They, they can't believe how much control they have over the process because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes in that direct lending retail world, we were always taught, you know, yeah, the brokers might have better pricing, but you have no control. You can't talk to the underwriter. Uh, you're just a middleman, yeah. which, as you know, is it, it uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, let's talk about that because the biggest thing still is do you have control, right? So let's talk about control and why that's a misconception because I believe you actually have more control. You're in it a bit more. Like I do say the broker world's a little bit big boy, big girl pants because you're you're in it a little bit more, but you kind of want that control. Can you talk on that a bit, how that control really is big on our side it's good totally so you know not all lenders are the same we know that we have if you look at a file and uh maybe the uh it's a traveling nurse or a truck driver or someone that has variable income you're going to know your our lenders that we have that are better with variable income than others and so you place the loan with that uh 
lender, what's best for the, the loan scenario. Whereas if you're working in retail, working for one bank, I mean, you're going to be uh, handcuffed, so to speak, with that underwriting style that may not be best for self-employed, variable income, VA loans, uh, things like that. So yeah, more control than ever, than ever before. Uh, it's the complete opposite of some of the stuff that people are told. And I think you'll agree. Anyone that you've talked to or helped mentor, they're 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 all just shocked that it, in fact they have more control uh, yeah. than less. So yeah, I think it's more. I wonder if and and answer this as well. If if because sometimes loan officers can be lazy, no matter what channel, right? And then having the I think they they get scared of having too much control. Because like, oh my gosh, you mean I have to really control more things? And and we know control is better, but I think some of them might be lazy. They just want to kind of get a loan in and move it along, right? So I, I don't know. I, that's how I feel sometimes, you know? I like having the control. Yeah, it's not, you know, brokering's not for everyone. You know, let, let's make an analogy. I know you're a fellow golfer, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, you need to be a strong golfer to play blade irons, right? For those of you that don't golf, blades are, uh, they their sweet spot is a lot smaller. It's a little bit harder to hit, but if you are good and know how to shape the shot, blades help you, uh, you know, navigate the course better. And um, and that's a, kind of a, a, an analogy I've always had in my head that, yeah. you know, brokering with uh, either the right support staff and or you having your own knowledge about guidelines, uh, scenarios, and knowledge about your investors can you know, shape the shot or place the loan mm -hmm. with the, with the right um, you know investor and just set it up for success. And that that's I'm a big strength that. of mine. I'm stealing that. So being a broker is like playing blades for the most yeah. part. And you know, one thing I kind of learned: yeah, you can shape the shot, but if you hit a blade pure, right, it goes straighter and more uh, has more precision than if you play clubs that are more forgiving. Which is crazy. Yeah. If you hit a Can I steal that from club, you? I'm gonna steal that from you. That's that good. Me. If you play a club that's more forgiving and you hit it perfect, it still won't go as straight as a blade. Right? Yep. That's something I I thought it was all about shaping shots. It's actually more precision when you hit it perfectly, hence having a good file set up, knowing what you're doing, having the control, right? Yep. Because it could be even perfect. You know what I mean? All right, I'm stealing that, you steal mine, whatever. We'll do whatever we gotta do, okay. Um Tell me about um, your setup in terms of any staff, right? So what what yeah. are you? Tell me about I'm, the staff. I'm a one I'm a one yep. man shop. I've I've always kind of been you know uh, I, golf, individual sport, poker, all on my own. Uh, I'm a one I'm a one man uh, one man show. Mm -hmm. I don't have an assistant. I have a uh, I have a handful, but right now volumes down a little bit. I'm using just one uh, third party processor. Cool. And uh, and that and that's my setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I would think the third-party processors getting some of the stuff that, not saying it's not important, but the easier stuff because I'm assuming you're setting up your files pretty clean in the beginning anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, you know, my uh, processors. This is gonna sound you know like I've got a big ego, but my entire yeah. career, processors have always loved to work with me because yeah. they see a file from Cameron, they know it's probably going to close. My submission to pull through ratio is extremely high because um, my clients uh, are committed to me. They know I'm going to give them great uh, customer service, white glove service, mm -hmm. great interest rates, fees. And that more importantly, the loan's not going to um, hit a roadblock in underwriting because when I review everything, it's going to close. And so, yeah, my third-party processor, if the income's a little wonky or variable, I'm getting the borrower's authorization 
or uh, and having her order a manual written VOE uh, mm -hmm. to keep the costs down. If the employer, as you know, uh, says, oh, it's on the work number, then you know we're ordering that and eating that cost. Hopefully the loan closes and maybe we'll get reimbursed. So my, my third party processor does do a little bit of upfront work, but uh, if you've got that relationship and that's just, she knows that most likely it's gonna be a deal, she's gonna get paid eventually. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, um, Having a third-party processor is nice because uh, I don't have to worry about keeping her busy. I mean, I, I need to stay busy to feed my family sure. uh, and her. But if I have a month or two, and I'm not saying this, just not for me. I'm not, you know, there's other people here that have, you know, processors on staff, and yeah. that's great. Uh, mm -hmm. But it makes it more stressful those months when you still have that overhead, whether you're paying them a salary. Um, and if loans aren't coming in at the same flow, it, it can make it challenging. So the third-party processor model has uh has always yeah. worked for me and I, I really like it yeah i think for everyone out there using third-party processing or even just an in-house processor right like us um you gotta realize you can't it's your client is what i'm trying to say right you can't just throw a bunch of shit onto someone else's plate and say get it closed it's not how it works you have to have a good relationship like you said people like working with you because it's your client if an issue pops up, that's your call to make. It can't be their call. They're there, mm -hmm. there to support you, and that goes back. That's how you're going to form relationships and setting up the file the right way. So you see a lot of – and do whatever you got to do, right? But I've found in the long term, like you're saying, the LO has to still be involved. You can't just throw it like third-party processor, get the next one, get the next one. It just doesn't yeah. work that way long-term sustainability, in my opinion. I think that's what you're trying to say as well. Yeah, cool. and and part of my uh, sales pitch or value to my clients is, hey, look, I'm hands-on, boots on the ground, in the trenches with you throughout the loan process. Yeah. Yes, once the deal goes live, I introduce you to my processor, and she will help, you know, gather documents. But I'm not just passing off on an assembly line like some of these, you know, internet lenders or uh, big okay. direct lenders that just. Uh, the loan officer is just the signature on the <clears throat> 1003 and you don't even uh, talk or, or see the guy or gal um, yeah. down the road. I mean, I'm, I'm hands-on throughout the process and yep. agents, if an agent calls or texts me for an update, I probably just know it off the top of my head exactly what's going on. And I don't need to say, oh, let me, you know, let me get back to you. I got to ask my processor. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just prospecting for new deals. Yeah. And that's where it's going to be tough for some people in this environment, right? And that's where, you know, it worked in a refi boom. It worked when you could have high overhead and there was a lot of volume. You could set up this big process. But like you're doing, kind of like what I'm doing, it's just me. I produce. I got my brother, Nick, another LO yeah. running, you know, processor and ops person. I love it just being nice and small. I can run how I want to do it. And being those smaller type shops is there's something to be said for that. And let's talk about this. In, 20, in 2021, you didn't really have to know how to run a business, right? right? Everything was coming in. You're just making money, blah, blah, blah. Now, in today's world, you have to know how to run a business. You have to be able to look at a P&L, right? So what are some things you're doing now? Like you've probably become more of a business owner over the past couple of years. Totally. Right? You think? Same here. Like 19, 20, 21, it was just go. You know, yep. pay the bills with all the money. Now you have to look at stuff and be a true business owner. This isn't just setting up a shop and making money. Like you're a business owner. Can you talk on that a bit? Yeah, totally. So, uh, you know, this is no surprise. And most of our audience is going to be doing something very similar with what we've seen with uh, 
credit reports, credit report fees. Yeah. So not only credit report fees, but also with the lower volume and the credit bureaus still needing to generate their uh, profits, um, tr trigger leads. And so as a result, you know, doing the same thing, uh, a lot of folks already are to our audience, but in the initial, after the initial conversation, I'm making sure they're going to opt out pre-screen, doing the electronic opt out for five years, also getting on the do not call list. And I'm taking advantage of, uh, I use advantage credit. I do a soft pull through advantage. Mm -hmm. If I, if the file, if I have an idea that the file might be a little bit uh, borderline, I'm doing the soft pull through UWM, which allows cool. us to run AUS. So being conscious of uh, my credit report uh, bill, um, appraisals, normally once I order an appraisal, especially in a purchase market, the deal is going to go through. So I'm rarely eating uh, appraisal fees. Mm -hmm. uh, my processor, as you know, is just paid per file. That helps control costs. Uh, but yeah, credit reports. I think Advantage is great. Uh, I think the Tri-Merge is costing me $14 for a yep. soft pull. And awesome. then as you know, the, yeah, the, the all-in, $63. So mm -hmm. keeping the credit report uh, bill under control is huge because you can quickly, it adds up quickly. And with low inventory, you know, you might you're stacking up these pre-approval buyers, your credit report bills stacking up, and then maybe the credit report expires before they even get an offer yeah, acceptance. So, yep, yep, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I'm a big believer in keeping it simple, especially if you if you run a bit small business, keep it simple. And that's why mortgage is great. You can you can run it super lean. You know, it was Nick and I for a while, but then we wanted to expand a bit. Now we have some more stuff like payroll, but then I hired someone for that. And it works out. You got to trust yourself, but keeping it simple as a mortgage, you know, producing broker owner is really the way to go. Right. I mean, there's, yep. you can, you can really limit a ton of costs, right? So it's not as hard. I, I don't want to make it sound like it's, it's easy to be a producing broker owner, especially mm -hmm. in this environment, but you can keep it simple and you can figure it, figure it out. Don't be some hokey, just mortgage broker and get yeah. it in there. Know how to run a business. And we got yep. plenty of, you know, tools for that. You'll help people out. I'll help people out, whatever. So that's great. So I do want to talk about this then. Because you're a one-man shop, we're small as well. Technology is key, right? Huge. And efficiency is even the word I like to use. It's being efficient with the technology that we have, right? So I know you're, I already know, you're organized. You're yeah. trying to book, boom, boom, boom. Like how important is being efficient to you, whether you, you're the only one there or not? Like being efficient is huge just for the simple, for the, the singular loan officer, whether you're an owner or not, correct? Yeah, totally. So time, time is money. Time is so valuable. And so my process, it's important to create a repeatable process, right? Uh, Henry Ford, interchangeable parts when he was building cars started, you know, the assembly line could manufacture many more cars uh, much quicker, faster, more efficient than other people. So I do this, try to have the same process on every single file. So when I'm talking to a client, I explain to them, especially in this market uh, with values high, rates high right now, houses are expensive right now. So I say, look, I need you to tell me two of the three things. And the three things are sales price that you want, mm -hmm. monthly payment that you want yep. or, or can afford, and uh, how much money you have for down payment and closing costs. You need to tell me just two of the three because it's it's an algebra, it's an eighth grade algebra program or uh, problem, A plus B equals C. So you need to tell me two of the three. And then when they give me that information, 
I, uh, you know, price it out through, I use Loan Sifter, 80 bucks a month, $1,000 a year. If you don't have a pricing engine, you call yourself a broker. I, I don't know, you gotta have a pricing engine. Yep. Um, but I, in LendingPad, uh, LendingPad's my uh, system that, that I use, and I create just a, a fee sheet. So this is not fancy. I, know I have MBS Highway for yep. a lot of other stuff, but the fee sheet, just one scenario, and you know, I can work up other scenarios later, but just one scenario. And I record the fee sheet, Nice. Like a two-minute video using Loom. Go uh, Loom is a Google Chrome extension. Loom, it's free. Um, you can even add your logo on there. It's really clean yep. cut. People love it. But I record my computer screen and give them about a one to three-minute video explaining everything. Loan costs, you can have a slightly uh, lower rate with more costs or slightly higher rate with less costs. Third-party mm -hmm. costs, we don't control it. Prepaying uh, taxes and insurance, um, you know, we don't control that. Uh, Either. So I record my computer screen going over the fee sheet, attach it in a PDF, and I say if these numbers look good, the next step is go to workwithcameron.com, which is simply just a custom domain that I have that forwards to my Flowify um, nice. application. And some of you might be thinking, dang, that's kind of a lot of uh, programs and processes. I've uh, I try not to get too excited about it. It's easy in this business and all these new shiny bells and whistles yep, yep. to uh, Oh, they're going to do this. I, I like the Flowify application a little bit better than Lending Pads, although Lending Pad has recently upgraded theirs and it's better. So I, they fill it out on Flowify. I import it into Lending Pad, make the video, tell them if they want to, you know, do the next step. They go to Flowify, they do the opt out, and then I give them a homework list of everything that I need. But mm -hmm. in this market, and again, I feel bad saying this, but it's the truth. Yep. How could it be really expensive? So I'm not gathering all these documents and running credit, costing money, time and money in their effort for them to say, oh, I need to just keep renting because it's, it's just too expensive. So I'm focusing on working on people that have already seen the numbers. They can afford it. Buying a house still makes sense for them. Smart. They know, you know, maybe they can, re we talked about refining in a year or two, when and if rates go down, mm -hmm. and come down yet. We're, we're patiently waiting for that. Uh, and so I, that's the biggest thing. But and this is gonna sound bad. This is gonna sound bad, but I try not to talk on the phone that often. Never. I hate and, and what I mean by that is, uh, I send, I, I give them white glove service, all the details that they need, and I send them that video. And if they call or text me back and say, "Oh, Cam, what is? I need to know that," I, and I just politely, not being rude, I say, "Oh, you know, Jim, did you?" Uh, yeah, did you watch the video that I sent you? Um, yeah. It's only two minutes long. It's got some really good information about the largest purchase you're gonna make uh, in your life. And a lot of times they'll say, oh, no, I didn't watch it. And I say, no, that's fine. Watch the video and then call me or text me if you have any questions. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, you know what's up, JP. Nine times out of 10, they say, oh, Cam, that video was great. It answered all my questions. Yep. So if we're talking efficiency here, I do the same stuff, right? But I might steal something from you, kind of that front end like you're doing. Because we use Flowify, Lending Pad. I'm going to get oh. into the next thing we're doing. But we will do a soft pool, and then we'll do a whole customized plan off of their budget. I tell people all the time, like, hey, we can qualify you for this, but here's where you want to be based on your budget. Because guess what? I'm not making the mortgage payment. You are. So I'm giving two different numbers sometimes. Right? Totally. Yeah, so we do a lot of that. That's great. But the efficiency of video, which we'll talk a little bit more of the marketing, but it's so key because you can say, they can watch the video 20 times. You know how much time you're saving between text messages? I'm getting texts like 100 times just right now, by the way. Yeah. Um, outside mortgage stuff. But just the limits the text messages, limits the calls. 
And it's all sometimes, unfortunately, it is, it's going to sound horrible, a lot of wasted time for them and us when they could go be focusing on with the real estate agent finding a house. Here's a video. Watch it again. Play it in your car. Don't watch it. Listen to it. Whatever it is, using video is so key and why people aren't still not using it is insane to me. We have every Flowify thing with a video. They love it. Real estate agents love it every time with the milestone. So video, video is key. Not people think video only for marketing, which I'm going to talk to you about in a minute. You need to use video for the process. Like, like that's where you need to use the video. The marketing, yes, we get it. But you need to use video for the process, like you're saying. To totally. And, and every once in a while, uh, every once in a while, you'll have a buyer or a real estate agent say, oh, you know, you, you never told me or the payment's not what you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of backtrack and I have the video and it, you know, oh, go back to that video. You know, I, it's no, it's numbers are, you know, I pride myself on knowing my numbers, like a final CD. Yeah. Assuming the market hasn't fluctuated or things haven't changed. The final CD numbers are almost are very, 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 very close to the initial lending pad fee worksheet that I made a video for. And every once in a while it pops up where the agent says, oh, Cam, the buyer was complaining because uh, you never told him about this. And I, Sometimes I'll even forward the agent the yeah. video and they're like, oh, Kim, we, yeah. we know you're always on it. You know, thanks for clarifying this. I'll, I'll oh, talk, to, I'll talk to the buyer. Same, the same uh, um, situations. It's like it's uncanny, right? Because so there's three sets of videos that I believe. And tell me if you agree. You have the customized videos like you're talking about, right? For the specific client. There you go. Then you can have some standard good and, and accurate milestone videos for the milestones and yeah. then you have video for marketing so you have three different sets of types of videos and the customized ones are probably the most important that's direct to the client they appreciate it i mean how many times have you had someone wrote back after they watch a video yeah like you said thank you so much that was great i appreciate the detail people like the, the consumer is smarter than we give them credit for honestly yeah. And when you do a video that relates to them, there's context, text messages has no context. You think people are mad at you half the time, right? But no, with the video, they're getting it. They're understanding it. They can go back and watch it. And you're cutting hours out that of fluff time. So it's great, man. I'm, I'm so glad you're doing it too. Totally. Yeah. And, and to touch on that, you know, yes, our borrowers, you know, we have sharp borrowers, you know, an engineer, yeah. a doctor. But what I've realized and what's worked for me in the last few years, especially with prices where they are and the amount of money someone has, uh, I try not to get caught up in some of the other softwares that I've used in the past where you can show them six different scenarios and cost savings and these graphs and things. And even my sharp borrowers are like their head spinning because sometimes we can easily get caught up. You know, we do this for a living. Right. We do this for a living. We're looking at right. LEs, CDs all day long. And so we make this video and talk all these big words. And even our sharp borrowers kind of have their head spin. And they don't even understand. Or if a borrower was talking to another lender and then talks to me and I make just a simple screen recording video of a, of a worksheet and they say, oh, Cam, this was so much easier to understand. The other guy was making this, you know, I never even knew what my payment was, but he was talking about, you know, comparing this and that. And so very, very, very simple. And, uh, that worksheet, uh, shifting gears a little bit, don't mean to get us off track, but I'm a little ADD oh, like a lot of us sales, it. long guys it. are. Um, I send the worksheet as a PDF attachment email uh, as well as the video. And then oftentimes it's a very competitive market, trigger leads, you know, back soliciting, uh, those big internet lenders that spend millions of dollars a day. Um, we all know who they are. Yep. Uh, 
we're being, you know, it's very, very competitive. And so borrower will contact me and say, oh, Cam, uh, I just talked to this other lender and they, you know, their rate was half a percent lower. And I just calmly say, oh, no worries, man. Uh, or no, 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 no worries. Uh, just, yeah, just send me the worksheet that they sent you um, and, and I'll help take a look and we'll make sure you're getting the best deal. Nine times out of 10. Oh, oh, Cam, they, no, they didn't send me a, a worksheet or an email. They just, it was over the phone. And then I, I let that pause, let that marinate for a few seconds. I just stay real quiet. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, the clock is, the you know, the gears are working in their head. They're like, oh, they didn't put it in writing. That's, yeah. And then they say, and I say, okay, no worries, you know, but it's very important. You're buying a $500,000 house. You're not going down to get a loaf of bread or eggs uh, right. down at the grocery store. That's a big purchase. You want to make sure you get it um, in writing so we can make sure there's no discrepancies or, or inaccuracies. And normally they go back to that lender and they say, oh, well, you got to pay an application fee or we got to run your credit before we can give you a worksheet. And it's like, come on. So giving the worksheet can help shopping because I'm very transparent. You know, a lot of loan officers, some brokers, direct lenders, retail, whatever you want to call it, have a habit. They're like, oh, I don't give a worksheet unless they ask for one. Well, me giving the worksheet from the very beginning is a way to build trust. Like, yeah. hey, Jim, borrower Jim, from the very beginning, I gave you line by line every item. Um, and so it, it's an easy way to help combat shopping. Um, as well, and as a broker, we already have pretty sharp pricing on most products, so that yes, helps too. Being totally upfront at all times, doing the right things at all times, builds the trust. Yep. And even if you do get shopped and it's a, a little bit cheaper, I would bet most times they're still coming back to you anyway. You know what I mean? Totally. Yep. You know? So let's talk. So we talked a lot of that, the video portion of the process, but how are you getting these clients to you so you can even do this, right? And I watched some of your videos, what you're doing. Uh, you yeah. know, you have the words at the bottom, but you go into detail. This isn't like, oh, I'm Cam the mortgage man. Oh, no, you know what I mean? You're actually simplifying the process to the general consumer out there, but giving good knowledge because, again, the consumer is smart. They're sniffing out all the bullshit, in my opinion, right? So even going direct out there with the front end marketing with the video. Yeah. Tell us what you're doing there because I've watched them. They're great. They're accurate. They're simple. They're quick, but they're giving good information. Yeah. So uh, I, I generally steer away from the very generic fluffy, like, you know, uh, buy a house, build wealth, but explain why with like facts right. and numbers. I'm a big numbers guy, facts, yeah. numbers guy, economics background. You know, why? Why is this going on? Here's why. Um, and yeah, keeping it short, you know, one to two minutes. Obviously, uh, we know that uh, YouTube long form uh, is kind of you know that what they go for. Although YouTube has gone, they're pumping money and technology into their shorts to combat yep. with TikTok and Instagram and and Facebook. Um, but yeah, for videos, biggest thing uh, I think it was a, a loan officer in one of our networking groups years ago. JP wrote a book, uh, "Imperfect Action Taker," being an yeah. imperfect action taker. So now, while I think your video needs to look fairly professional. It doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, I think a week ago, I was getting ready to sneak away on a Wednesday to go golfing. Mm -hmm. Don't tell anyone, but I was like, you know, Cam, I need to justify going golf. I need to make a video really quick. And it was a video about a week ago on Instagram and Facebook about why home values aren't tanking. And I just broke down the numbers of my two major markets, uh, Bakersfield, California and San Diego, mm -hmm. about inventory numbers versus the population size and people yep. not wanting to move because they're handcuffed to their low rate. And it was uh, super quick, 
had a hat on, uh, put on some captions and made sure I had good lighting and a, and a microphone. And fast forward, it has almost 14,000 views. It's my most viewed uh, Instagram video. And it just goes to show being an imperfect action taker. It's easy to say, oh, well, I need to wait until my green screen comes in or I've got this, I heard about, about a better microphone that uh, on Amazon I need to buy before I make a, a video. And then those guys, months and weeks go by and it would have been better just to make, um, just doing doing a video is better than not doing a video at all, I guess. Yeah, is yeah. It, yeah. Just do it. People get so caught up in having to be perfect. Like you're saying the imperfect action. I'm literally, I have the same uh, uh, camera right now, some Logitech thing I've had for five, six years now, at least. And yeah. blue, whatever uh, microphone I, I've had that for like seven years too. I haven't changed And Most time I'm only using these because uh, I'm doing the podcast. Uh, I usually yeah. use my phone. doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, you got to get some out. People want the real you. They're sniffing out the fluff, the fakeness. Just be you. That's what they want. They have their own lives they're trying to get through. Just give them the real stuff. And that's what people want, you know? So it's great. Totally. And and don't even get caught up in uh, the fact that maybe your video won't doesn't get thousands of views or likes or shares. Uh, because what I've noticed, and maybe you can attest to this, JP, I'll uh, you know, maybe go to a wedding and see a bunch of past clients or friends and uh, just making small talk. And they're like, Cam, I, I love you. I just saw your video yeah. yesterday. I, I loved it. But they didn't like or comment on it. And I had no idea they saw it. But they're still, you know, they're still seeing it and right. staying engaged. And and uh, your real estate agents always know that you are on the uh, cutting edge of what's going on in the market. Um, yeah, people are watching it, whether they like it or not. Because that happens. You go out, oh, we saw this. I'm like, ah, oh, it makes you feel good. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so they are. So don't be discouraged. You have to be, my big word, and I know you do it consistency you have yeah. to consist you can't just do one video i yell at my dad all the time he tries to do it for insurance one video and then nothing for a month and he's like what could i do better i'm like i don't know do one every day how about <laughs> once a week you know i get on them hard you got to be consistent we have content mondays i just try to do whatever's in my head do one monday and then other stuff just kind of comes up but just do one consistently once a week whatever it is once a day yeah and I talking to some colleagues, you know, they see my videos like, oh, Cam, that was a great video. Did, how many leads did you get? Did you were people calling you directly from that? And I'm like, no, it's brand awareness. My, you know, 20 solid agents that I'm connected with on Instagram, Facebook, they're seeing it. It's reminding them that uh, I'm a their resource when they hear something on the news, you know, clickbait headlines about yep. uh, member. Um, a month or two ago, there was big news about how lower credit score people oh, were going to get better right. interest rates. Yeah. They were coming to me. I made a video on it. They said, oh, Cam, you know, call or text Cam. And I had, you know, several people reach out to me because they know that I'm a resource. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a big gu guideline guy. I think, you know, we were, we were going to touch on that a little bit too. But um, don't get caught up in not going viral. And don't, if you make one video and you don't get a, if you're a real estate agent, it doesn't turn into a listing or a buyer. Or or if you're a loan officer like us, it doesn't equate to a, uh, a new loan application. Say, oh, my videos don't work. It's it's not uh it's not about that. No, no. Yeah, we're skipping over the guidelines stuff because we know your guidelines. We know you're a nerd. We get it. <laughs> know your guidelines. Just know it. But it does come with time. If you don't yeah. have a rain man type thing like Cam over here, take your time. <laughs> it comes. I'm 19 people. 19 people. <laughs> I'm 12 years in the business. I'm still learning stuff every day. You're constantly going to learn stuff. But, yes, you got to – it's not even maybe even knowing the guideline. It is knowing where to go get the guideline quick. That's what you need to do, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, con ha control F is your friend. Yep. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA and VA handbooks are all online. Control F, 
Just two days ago, I, I was running into an issue where the uh, underwriter was concerned that a employer um, uh, second mortgage, basically a gift uh, that was provided by the employer uh, would be due and payable if the employee left. Well, they were reading the regular guideline that, you know, a balloon in less than five years is ineligible. However, Fannie and Freddie specifically uh, give, um, will allow it if it's an employer-based thing. And so I said, here's the guideline, clear to close the file, please. And, and we even called Freddie Mac. Uh, they have a great 800 number. You can call Freddie Mac directly. Um, talk to an underwriter, they'll email you a reference number afterwards. And we even in the in the comments to the underwriter said, hey, we called Freddie Mac, here's a reference number, call Ann over at Freddie Mac and confirm with her that we're good to go. And 30 minutes later, it was clear to close. Whereas another loan officer might have said, oh, the underwriter said, no, we're, we can't do this loan. So know where to get your guidelines, use your resources. So I already have the next thing for you. I want you doing videos consistently now, Cam. What weird guideline of the day. There you go. Boom. Talk about that. One minute. Weird guideline of the day. I think that's what you should be doing. But that's just me. totally, totally weird guideline of the day. Love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the week or whatever. I don't know. So I'm just trying to help you out, Cam. Um, anyway. I, yeah. And uh, I think we just saw there was news I need to read up. So forgive me if I'm wrong. But the student debt forgiveness thing is a is a no go that we might have had a lot of clients waiting to. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I need I haven't even had a chance to read it. So maybe I'm wrong. But uh, a reminder. Uh, not that weird of a guideline, but a lot of time we forget if you pay off a student loan in full, uh, it can be priced as a rate and term refinance yeah. with rates and LLPAs. Yeah. It's not a cash out as long as all the proceeds are going to pay off a student loan. It's a rate and term. So I think that's a good talking point. And you've inspired me. Maybe I'll be making a video later today about uh, paying off those high interest student loan debt uh, as man. a rate and term refi. If you're looking for content, there you go. And it's helping out the client. So what do you, and yeah. the real estate agents, whatever it is. Um, Listen, we're we're 44 minutes in. Isn't that crazy? I told you. Goes quick. Time but, time flies. Um yeah, sorry, I had a half a pot of coffee, was up at 4 a.m. My four-month-old, you know how it goes. Yeah, well, I always end these with two questions. All right. So you still got some more time, right? Uh -oh. So first question I always ask everyone: if you're a, a newer loan officer or you're someone trying to reinvent themselves, which everyone has to do at all times, but especially in this market. What's one or two things you would tell him or her? Uh, join a community. Uh, you know, there's several Facebook groups. You know, you and I have been fortunate enough to be in some uh, close circles. Uh, it's it's kind of a cliche, but uh, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time around. Um, Jim Rohn, I believe, said that. Uh, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I try to always be the dumbest guy in the room. I am um, the dumbest guy in the room at all times, So, but whatever. Yeah. I know, but that, that, that JP, that's a big reason why you're so successful because you're always the dumbest guy in the room. Told you, but go ahead, keep, keep going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just, I would say join um, with, again, just like we said, everything's online. It's the year 2023. So if you're not uh, out there in, uh, you know, a Facebook group, asking questions, uh, using the search tool, I mean, there's the, the Brokers Are Better Facebook group yeah. has what, 10 to 12,000 members. And yep. you don't even need to ask a question. You can hit the use the search function and search. That question has probably been asked, and uh, you know you can get a lot of answers there from uh, other people that have experienced the same scenario or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And I have one. I'll add. I'll help you out because you're like this. You're like me. Don't be a dick, right? So here, here you go, right? So I had a random broker owner search brokers are better found me for whatever reason. 
and he he needed some advice. He was going through a tough deal with the builder that was going to screw him. They need an extension. They're taking away forty one thousand in incentives. He's freaking out. He just I didn't even know him. Um, but he hit me up. I said, all right, dude, I'll help you out. See what we can do. Had nothing to be guideline related, right? The the builder rep was just being horrible, trying to take forty one thousand away from from a family that was only needed a week extension, whatever. I said, listen, man, he's freaking out. I said, listen, why don't you just go find the owner of the builder or someone above this rep that's not being nice, right? Right. Send yeah. an email with the clients on there, right? With the builder, find them and just write a nice email. Like, listen, we just need a week. This is a family. Because uh, we know the deal here. Someone, someone's trying to bully. Be nice about it. Don't be a dick, right? And he ended up LinkedIn in the builder and right away they said, yeah, we'll give a week extension. So we, so just because the brokers are better, he found me, could have found someone else, whatever. Yeah. And I yeah. just helped him. This is community help. This is just two days ago, helped him out. He wasn't, he wasn't as nervous. He got it done. He just saved yeah. the family $41,000 because he was being nice, used the resources and had someone in a community that, that would help him. That's a legit story that just happened. So don't be a dick and use your resources. That's what I live by, you know? You're the man, JP. But anyway, I got one more for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh-oh. Next. Now, California might be different. You can you can talk about California if you want, then Philly. But where do you see the the industry, the market uh, in the next three to five years? What do you see on the horizon? Well, I think it's something, and I think it was, it was Barry, MBS Highway. Barry, I think, pulled some data from Black Knight. And uh, Black Knight, for those that don't know, I believe they own Surefire Top of Mind. They're a real estate data uh company, but uh, it's estimated that when and if rates drop 1%, 5 million buyers are going to enter the market. That's nationwide. That's not just California. That's not Philly, obviously, but uh, we're going to see more buyers enter the market than inventory. So we have all this pent up demand. How many buyers have you and I talked to that are waiting for rates to drop? So when, when rates drop, yep. when and if, but when rates yep. drop, I think we're going to see another surge. And so, um, I see values. I see values surging once once rates drop, and we're going to be a little busier. So yep. keep it lean. Uh, you know, stay in um, in control of your your costs and stay stay in the game. A, you know, poker saying a chip in a chair. Stay in the game. Don't leave the business. Um, it's it's the most rewarding business. Uh, not only do we get to help people buy mm-hmm. a home or the raise their family, but we get paid to do it too. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, Cam, man, it was good talking to you, man. I haven't seen you in a while, so this was good. I'll definitely be hitting you up when I'm in California. You are paying for Tory, Tory Pines. Pines. Tory Pines is right up the road. Yep. It's on me, and uh, and I'll I'll probably make it back with some wagers on the course against you, anyways. So that's fine. What are you playing to right now? <laughs> I'm a hack. I uh, I'm probably a 16 handicap right now. Uh, okay. right. I was a two back in high school, and uh, too many other things. Uh, gotten in the way, but I, I love it. It doesn't matter. I, I love golf. All right. Well, I'll probably be giving you 11 or 12, so you'll probably be kicking my ass, but all good. I will hit you up when that, when that comes about, hopefully sooner or later, you need cool. anything, hit me up. Awesome. Thanks, man. Later, bro. See you guys. Attention brokers step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country. AIM's sixth annual fuse national conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. 
Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.